The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for another Cowboys Storyline. I'm your host, Nick Eatman, and we got another 30 minutes for you here. We're going to be rolling here. We're going to try to do things a little bit different as far as getting more questions. That's because I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. This is your show, fan show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to read messages from, from you guys, text line, calls, tweets. I would say come on in here, but I don't know. Security's kind of tight around here. So let's just leave it at that. That's probably good enough right there. So give us a call, 1-888-855-2297. Or you can text the, the text line at 817-290-3298. We do have some texts already there. I think the phone lines are open. Let's go. Let's let's get some of those I want to hear from from you guys. Uh, like always, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about storylines. I'm gonna try to move through that quicker. Um, it starts Usually the storylines aren't always the best. I mean, that's probably why they're, they're stories here, especially in the middle of the week. But um, we find out today that, that Cowboys defensive end uh, Sam Williams has been arrested on uh, some drug and weapon charges. Um, getting more details, Cowboys are not making official statement on that, uh, but they are gathering information. They're going to work directly with Sam. Uh, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about that as, as the, the legal process continues to, to go through here. So he practiced uh, yesterday. Um, we'll see if he practices tonight. He probably will. Nothing's been determined yet on, on his status uh, as far as if if he's even going to be suspended by the league or anything like that. Sometimes that, that thing takes a long time. So um, we'll see exactly how, how it plays out with Sam Williams. Unfortunate. Um, this is the second time that he's had an off-the-field incident. Remember, he had a, uh, he was involved in a car wreck last December that he ended up missing a game and and it turns out he was he was speeding and uh, totaled his car and had a little bit of an injury there but nobody was seriously hurt which was good but you know that's that was a, a, another situation for for Sam Williams who, who came to the Cowboys with 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 a few uh, off the field incidents as well but talented player Cowboys are, are continue to work with him and his talent shows showed last year uh, in, in the game, he got limited snaps last year. He still led the team in tackles for losses. He was up there with four sacks. He was very productive despite limited role. And I think that you know everyone is really excited about what they see from him this year. Another bump in the road. Let's see how how bad it, it is for him. But um, you know, um, just something that we have to monitor there with Sam Williams. Um, I do have some questions about that. About him, um, we'll get to that here in in a, in a little bit. Um, more storylines. Cowboys have an open practice tonight uh, again at uh, Frisco uh, here at the start. If you have a chance, or at, at Ford Center, if you have a chance to to get close and, and drive by, and depends on where you live. I know a lot of people live you know, all over the place. A lot of our our callers and listeners are from all over the country and the world. But uh, we do have some here in, in Dallas as well. If you have a chance. To sneak by. This will really be the last time you'll be able to watch a full practice um, until next year, next next training camp. So, uh, and it's indoors. Don't forget that part. Indoor indoor practice, and and it'll be it'll be fun to, to see uh, what what goes on there as the Cowboys continue to 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 kind of get ready to cut down this roster, which will be uh, next week. So, um, there'll be some other news 
on the site. Um, stay tuned for that. We have some uh, do have some exciting news to to announce later on. It'll be announced here later today uh, regarding um, former players uh, with the team. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but but as for as for this team and 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 just the the you know roster reduction that'll happen down to fifty three uh, as an ongoing process, I would guess right now you're probably at about forty five forty seven guys, and then with you know with with a handful or so uh, that can still change in the last preseason game, and then also depending on who else gets cut around the league too. So you're not just going against the teams here, uh, the guys here in this ninety. You're going up against everybody that that might get cut. It's like 1,100 players that are going to get cut all at once next week. So that's a lot of players to to kind of sift through and see how they relate to what you have on your roster as well. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go right to it here. Let's um, who who do we got on the line? All right, Andre from DC. Let's. What do you got? Hey, what's going on, Nick? Hey. Um, Thanks for taking my call. Um, congratulations on the new show. Looking Thank forward you. For, uh, to the smartest half hour on the podcast uh, <laughs> uh, run. You. Hey, so so my my question or comment is, you know, a lot of times we go through draft season and we have to wait, you know, years to see uh, about draft disappointments and everything. But the thing that stuck out to me, um, and it's tied to the, the Marvion Overshone injury, is that he was the one thing that was keeping me satiated with the um, with the selection of of schoolmaker and uh, in the second round because I was really I thought we would go with Osiris Torrance you know to take the old line help and then would have still been able to get uh, the wide receiver that Pittsburgh took uh, Washington Donnell Washington and I thought that would have been a great way to fill those two needs. But what was keeping me off of worrying about it was what we were getting from Overshone. It was him being out uh, for the rest of the season. Now that just reminds me of how I felt about the draft. What do you think about getting a a uh, playmaking running back in the sixth round? I mean, like, does that factor in at all, too? I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but, you know, you're like, well, I, I like this, but I was offset by that. But – you know, you kind of stole one in the sixth round. I mean, I know it's it's. It, we'll see how it plays out, but I mean, if if we're already going to judge what you think of Overshone and Scootmaker, I think you can judge what you think of Deuce Vaughn. So, right. feels like a steal there. Jalen Brooks seems like yeah. a pretty good pick of se- seventh round. I, all I'm saying is, is that if we're already going to evaluate, it's not like it was a complete miss. Um, and so, you know, some some look better than others. I think what I'm trying to say at this point. Oh, definitely, and and you know they they get paid to make the decisions, and they've right. been doing a great job over the past few years. It's just a matter of you know just yeah. that, like you know, wow, okay, O line help uh, and a tight end that can come in and block and and you know be a threat in the red zone, all of that stuff. But you know, like yeah. I said, it, I, they 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 don't need my help. <laughs> well, no, I, I we thanks for the call. I really appreciate the call, Andre, and and. They do, you know. Everybody needs help. I mean, but but they they do a good job of drafting, and I do think that's something that you we have to remember is that they get the benefit of the doubt. They 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 should. They've drafted well enough. It's early. Scootmaker, I get it. It's not a, a sexy pick, but he's going to be a guy that I think is going to have a really good role, a solid role. Is going to play a lot of snaps. Not the wow factor you had with Overshone, but I still think it's a solid pick. And as you went through the draft. 
they got some players that that are that are going to help this team um, probably right away. In, in, in Deuce Vaughn and, and and some others, maybe Brooks, maybe we'll see what Eric Scott does. But I think so far it's looking like a pretty good draft. And I don't let's don't rule out Schoonmaker for being a good player. Uh, looks like we have another call, Nick in Omaha. What's up? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Love the show so far. Um, thanks. Something I just wanted to talk about was, or have you talk about? I should say is. I know he's one of the most talked about players in sports, but do you think people are overlooking Dak a little bit? I mean, last year, his wide receiver two was Noah Brown for a while, and then T.Y. Hilton off the street. Hmm. Like, yeah, Gallup was there, but he couldn't get over the mental barrier, and now he has a solid veteran like Cooks, and Gallup's back to that number three role. I was hoping you could maybe touch on that a little bit. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, it... it I, I chuckle a little bit with the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys getting overlooked because I haven't, I, right outside my office, I have two TVs and one of them always has ESPN and I always see Stephen A. Smith and all those guys. And it's just, Dak never seems to be overlooked to me, you know, and, and, and that's fine. You know, that, that, that stick that that they play, you know, that's the WWE of sports broadcasting as, as far as I'm concerned. They love to talk about Dak. Everyone loves to do that. So overlooked seems kind of weird. I, but I know what you're saying is underappreciated, maybe, or, or not always given the benefit of the doubt, uh, which I do think happens around here, you know, because I, I think the starting quarterback here gets scrutinized a lot. Uh, Tony Romo was always considered an overrated quarterback, and I think he may be one of the more underrated quarterbacks uh, for that for that reason. So about Dak, the interceptions are there. I mean, the interceptions are the interceptions. They They were there. Were they all his fault? No, absolutely not. A lot of them were knocked up in the air. Some of them were were bad throws and you know just miscommunications. I think him being out a little bit um, hurt hurt the hurt the the communication with the receivers there. Whatever it was, they 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 struggled at times. Um, people remember the 49er loss, um, a couple inter, you know interceptions there. They the week before in Tampa Bay was one of the greatest games any quarterback in the NFL has ever had. One of the greatest stat lines you 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 can have in a game, especially in the postseason. Uh, it was forgotten quickly because of what happened in San Francisco. I get what you're saying, under underrated, underappreciated. Yes, of, of course, but um, you know some of that is on him. Some of that he has to get he has to get better at, and I think he will. He said the right things. He's done the right things. They've added the help, like you said, with Cooks. I think it's going to be a, a better year for him. All right, sticking to the phone lines. We're breezing through it. We've got another call. Joe in Stanford. It's my guy in Stanford. What's up? Hey, brother. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm a little pissed about this Sam Williams deal, I'm not going to lie. So uh, my question is a couple things. First, do you think it matters if this substance is THC or something besides that? as far as what a suspension would be. And also, is that going to dictate how we sort of look at our cuts and who we might have looked to possibly trade before these cut deadlines? All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Keep it down there in in, in Stanford. is over by Abilene, by by the way, if you you didn't know that, Um, which I can tell you this, it's hot. It's hot everywhere in Texas right now. I believe it's hot in the studio, and it, it, you know that's just the way the way it is. Um, I'll answer the roster part of it better than than all of the THC whatever. You know what? I I'll admit this. 
I don't know anything about that stuff. I, I, I proudly will say that. So if, that, if I'm not your guy when it comes to what's involved with any of that kind of stuff, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Do I think it affects the suspension? Sure. I mean, the 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 worse the the crime, the worse the suspension or or the worse the penalty. It's always the case. So whatever it is, you know, if if it's not if it's not much, if it's misdemeanor, then it won't be obviously as bad. I mean, that's just simple. Um, that's not breaking any news there. But the good question though, a real good question is the is what happens with the with you know, are they going to cut more players? Are they going to keep guys? I mean. The first name that comes out is like an Isaiah Land. I mean, what he's sort of on the bubble there. Is he a player that you can get to the practice squad? He's flashed a couple of times here. Nothing, nothing too great, too promising. That might be by design, but um, you know, maybe maybe they they keep him. Um, but I don't I don't suspect anything happening with Sam Williams soon. Nothing ever happens soon, really, around here, uh, around the NFL when it comes to these type of things. So. I I I'll be surprised if it's a quick thing. Um, so I I don't know if it'll affect the roster that much. If it I mean, this is already a deep spot now. I mean Sam Williams is like your fourth best pass rusher, maybe fifth depending with Dante Fowler. So who knows? I mean it it could be a situation where some of these guys might even be inactive. But I don't, I think Sam Williams is going to be a guy that plays a lot. But but I do think that you're already deep there. So I don't know if it's going to affect too much of the roster decisions. All right. If I answered one in Stanford, I got to answer something in Texarkana. This is Camille from Texarkana. I do know a Camille from Texarkana. Might be my mom. Um, it actually is. So the question is, first first off, congrats on a great show. See, that does sound like a mom. Uh, curious question as to why our rookies played against Seattle against their starters. Was this a coaching decision? Did that more uh, precipitate the injuries Dallas sustained? I don't know about that part of the injuries, but I do think this is all the decision the Cowboys make. They don't want to play the starters, especially in Seattle. Sorry, if you've been, Romo got hurt there. It, good things don't happen there in preseason games in Seattle. Sometimes playoff games too. But so going back to that, I do think the 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 decision was we're not playing our guys. Now, you hope that they play theirs because that gives you more evaluation. It gives you a better evaluation for your backups knowing that they're going up against the starter. So I talked to, I asked that question to Steven Jones before the, the game and he was like, yeah, we love that. We love when our backups get a chance to go play against them. Just gives them a better chance to, to evaluate. Um, and I don't know if it didn't affect anything from an, from an injury standpoint. It was just, you know, you, you're not really supposed to talk to coaches before the game on plan on what they're going to do. You just say, this is what we're going to do. We'll see what they're going to do. And, you know, sometimes it lines up, sometimes it doesn't. Because there's a flip side to that is maybe it's not a good evaluation. Maybe you'd rather see your your backups go up against backups so you could really see how they're doing. But uh, overall, I think they they were happy with, with, with what they have. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's hard to, to, to get too disappointed because you know, you know, it's, if they do well, great. If not, they're going up against starters. That's kind of the way that they look at it. All right, I'm going to take a break here on Cowboys Storyline. We're going to come back with more text line questions and more phone calls. We'll be right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to Cowboys Storylines. Back for Cowboys Storyline here. I'm Nick Eatman. We've got about 10, 12 more minutes to go. It's the fastest 30 minutes uh, in the world right now is the, this show. And so th- there will be some days that we go a little bit longer, especially on Monday uh, after a game um, when you guys want to. Uh, get excited or vent or or both, um, you know, about certain things. Uh, let's get to – I have a, a couple of tweets here. I know the, the tweets were like the, the backbone of the show when we were out, out in uh, Oxnard other than the guests, of course. Uh, and now that we got the calls and the text lines and things like that, but I still don't want to uh, go away from the tweets. Here's one from uh, Reggie Reed. He said, are you going to do a show next week with you picking who you believe will make the roster week one? Hadn't really thought about doing that, but but why not? I know other shows kind of have done that. Um, maybe maybe so. Monday of of next week, um, I can you know it'd be the it'd be the first one after the game. We can talk about the game, but yeah, if there's time it permits, there we can we can get into that. Um, and maybe maybe the next show Wednesday. Um, but but one of those two, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind uh, doing that. That'd be kind of fun. Um, uh, always, always good to kind of see, you know, like I said, I, I think we're talking about about five or six spots and it's hard to do because I think if, if these guys don't make it, it's going to be because they bring in another position. So that another player from another team, that's why it gets kind of tricky to do that. Uh, here's one from Daniel Barnett in your time with the Cowboys, which player has been the most disappointing based on their potential slash talent level and poor decisions that kept them off the field, big list to narrow down. I see. I feel like this is a Sam Williams type of question. He's not on that list. I mean, this is this is early for him. Uh, most talented player, disappointed. I mean, yeah. There's we got a, a few there. The one that that always pops out to me, and and it might it might be a surprise to some, and I'm sure I'm missing a few here, but. I think David Irving had a chance to be really, really good. Like. Like, like he was. One guy told me one time. One coach told me that they were about to, you know, 
back up the Brinks truck. He was about to get that much money. He was it, it, he was so close for him. He had so much talent, and he just had to develop, and you know, it just didn't work. David Irving's the first guy that I think of. I know I'm missing some. Uh, there's others. There's other draft picks, I, but that's just the one that that pops up to me, just from a talent standpoint. That you're like, man. Really would have liked to see more out of him, um, and but but if again if this is a Sam Williams type question, we're not there. I'm not there for that with with Sam Williams. This this is a he, he is a good, he's a kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's made some mistakes. He's he's um, you don't like to give excuses for anyone about you know where they've come from and all that. But sometimes you know that you he has to mature, and the Cowboys knew that going in. And and they're surrounding him with people to try to help him do that. I, I hope I hope they will. Um, he's a fun person to talk to, and I I, I think he's going to be great. I really do. I think he, it's going to it's going to work out for him. I really believe. Uh, but he's got to make sure and limit these situations. All right, let's go back to the phone line here. We have Frank in Irving. What's up, Frank? Uh, hey, Nick. Uh, really enjoy your show. Thank you. Um. If everybody is saying that Deuce Vaughn is going to make the make the fifty three man uh, team, why is he only playing in the second half of games? Yep. Uh, good question. Good question. Um, I think the re- we appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, I. <sighs> There's two games here. The first game, this that was the plan. That was obviously the plan to play him there. And I don't think anyone, everyone was saying he's making the team there. He did, did some uh, did some nice things, and it's like okay, well, let's see more of him. Uh, personally, I thought they would sh- show him a little bit more in the uh, first half of that game, but he's making the team. Okay, the, the, that was always. I think in their mind, like there, it was going to happen. I don't know what his role was going to be, but I don't think you could say that for Dowdle. I don't think you could say that from Malik Davis. And so I think it was more important to kind of get them some work there because if something were to happen to Pollard, it's going to be Dowdle or going to be Malik Davis that gets a lot of those carries. So I think they they still wanted to evaluate him. Good question. Um, you know, you can't you can't use everyone. I thought he might get a little bit earlier snaps, but it didn't happen. So, anyways, all right, let's go back to the phone line. Jake in Southlake. Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. How the Dragons going to do this year? Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Southlake Carroll is what, who, I'm, who I'm referring to, uh, who seemed like they've won 100 state championships since I've been around. But, anyways. Oh, what, yeah, oh, yeah. What do you, what do you got? to stay humble, though. Yeah, yeah, when you're like, I don't know. I mean, we may just go state, but not win at all. I mean, the, the bar is very high over there. So, anyways, what's going on? Hey, I, I know injuries are a part of the game. Obviously, we all know that. I'm thinking about the swing tackle position. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go – it's seriously banged up. I mean, where do you see us going? At that, is it Awesome Richards? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. I just want to see okay. what your thoughts are on the swing tackle position. I, I think – thanks for the call. I really uh, appreciate it. And I think it's probably the, the most pressing question right now, other than kicker. But kicker, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's going to be Aubrey unless they just don't feel good about it, and then they'll go get someone else. Uh, but – it, tackles just aren't sitting out there. The kickers are. The tackles are not. And so, it's it's a concern. Um, I don't. 
I think that they're going to have to 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 maybe get, trade for a veteran or or get a veteran that's on the street. And there's not many on the street unless there's a guy that's you know like a Jason Peters type or whatever. Um, which if you're going to do that specifically, Jason Peters, I think you you should have already done it because you learned your lesson last year. He needs time to get to to ramp it up for the season. So I, if you're going to do that, do it do it now. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I think that there's other options. But I'm I think that it's probably going to have to come from the outside. I just I don't know if you can trust. Well, let's go right now with the injuries situation, and he hasn't played that great when he was out there so six through nine six through ten on the offensive line a lot of question marks and I just don't know if awesome Richards is ready to be the guy to be the swing tackle for both knowing that Tyron Smith is the left tackle I mean it's almost like you got to have another guy that you really really feel comfortable with and that that person's not there so that's what's kind of tough uh right now I think for for the situation just because you really don't have uh another guy that you can lean to all right, let's go to the text line. We have uh, uh, Carrie will win from the Noak. All right. Will Micah be more prone to offsides penalties this season uh, with his ramped up aggression and his trying to get uh, more sacks? What's the over under on that? Um, I'll take 20. I'll take 20. Um, I, I'll take 20 offsides. I, I would do that. I. I if you did if if you offset an offsize penalty with a sack, so if I can get twenty sacks, I'll take twenty penalties. That's that's I mean I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but Demarcus Ware, who just went to the Hall of Fame, he I'm not saying he got one a game, he got a lot, he got a lot. Flozell Adams, a lot of false start penalties, a lot, but he was also he needed that quick step to do what he did and, and, and to be great. So. Yeah, it's going to happen. Maybe 20s is is high, but I will take one a game if I'm getting a sack a game because five-yard penalty is now first and five, whatever. I still have him rushing the passer again. I still have them worrying about we've got to go hard count. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. That's them trying to – that's them worrying about Micah Parsons. So I don't – you'd hate it. On third and three, when you're trying to get off the field, you get a first out. You'd hate that. And I understand. It's, it's, I'm not saying that be undisciplined. But I'm saying the aggression that it takes to, to be overzealous and to get a penalty is the same reason why he's scaring offensive coordinators and quarterbacks and left tackles to death because of the way that he rushes the passer. So I will take that trade if he's getting the sacks that I think he's going to get. Um, all right. Let's get some more uh, more questions here, um, man. Sorry, this one was from this one was. I don't think it was actually for this show. This was for a different show. It said he doesn't love love the studio. Uh, so and he's also from Philly. So shocker. Uh, anyways, all right. I think I, maybe I got one more question, and then we have no more phone calls right now. All right, one more one more question here. Um, it's more about about Sam Williams and and do you possibly see a, a suspension with Sam Williams and what what the Cowboys are going to lose with him if he's not on the field again? Um, if you just joined us, um, 
too late because we're almost done. But uh, we did talk about Sam Williams a little bit, and hey, he was uh, arrested on uh, on Sunday for uh, uh, drugs and weapon charges. Uh, don't know a lot of more details than that. They're still kind of the Cowboys are monitoring through that. Uh, it'll it might take a little bit for anything to to come out of this. If there is going to be a suspension, it probably won't be soon. Um, but what will they lose? I mean, they lose another pass rusher that, that that knows how to get in the backfield. I mean, he led the team in tackles for loss last year. He played a third of the snaps Micah Parsons played. So he he, he can get sometimes it's it's tra- you know, it's that garbage time late in the game. Doesn't matter. He was making plays there at the end, and and he's a he's another guy that kind of gives him that that feisty edge. Um, he's got to he's got to work on the penalties. There's no doubt about it. He's got to get better there. Uh, he's got to uh, you know play within control, um, which is obviously an, an issue for him right now. But but I think that he will. And um, you know, but I do think it's a deep position that you know with with Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, Tank, and then of course you got Micah. Uh, we'll see if Isaiah Land kind of works his way in there. Tyrus Wheat, uh, you know, is a guy that, that's been used at different positions too as a rookie. So they, they've they've got options, and they've got Dan Quinn who knows how to be really creative and kind of uh, you know get it all figured out. So. Um, well, that's it, man. That that'll be it for for today's show. Again, it kind of flew by. We appreciate the calls, appreciate the all of the texts and the tweets, and and obviously I, I didn't thank him last show. I got to make sure to do that. Chris Beam, who really does does everything here in in the back as the producer, I would thank him as well. So, all right, we'll be back on uh, Friday. We'll be back on Friday. We're gonna have a different time on Friday. It'll be eleven a.m. So eleven a.m. I'll be here for Cowboys storyline, and then uh, next week we'll. Just stay tuned different times before we ramp this thing up and go to a, a slot at 10 a.m. every day. Uh, that'll be in a couple weeks, but not throwing a bunch of times at you. I'll be here Friday, 11 a.m. See you then on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?